You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. They were handing the Constitution out on campus. I didn't think that this would happen, but I realized that the Constitution is kind of a trigger for me. Overall, I see it just as a really oppressive document. I mean, I don't, I'm like scared to walk around campus and see the Constitution. Can we just like, yep. like, is there like a shredder or something? I think it might be like really therapeutic to see that. Yep, I think we have a shredder in the front office there. Did you want to do it with me? Um, yeah, I could watch. Yeah, okay. Yep. The Constitution in everyday life causes people pain. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny. Hope you had a wonderful Absolutely wonderful Independence Day. Now, if it was up to me, every day would be Independence Day in America. That's what we need to bring back. The absolute pride of what the founding fathers of this country did against tyranny to create this country and the Constitution that we have. And by the way, it is hands down the best Constitution that has ever been created on this planet. Matter of fact, other, multiple other countries have used this constitution that we have today to make corrections in their country. But again, it's all about tyranny. And as long as you have political power or people that want power, then it's impossible to fully embrace the Constitution that the Founding Fathers did in America. And what you heard in the beginning was a college student that was triggered by the Constitution. And she was seeking mental help in her college. And the best way that this mental advisor could do for her was being able to shred the Constitution, shred a piece of paper. And then all of a sudden, the Constitution is gone, and she can continue to live her life. 
This is what we're dealing with. But the question, the real question is this. What is a constitution? What does that mean in the terminology of people in a society and governments that are in charge, per se, of these people or governments that should respond to the people. So this is what a constitution actually is. The vast majority of contemporary constitutions describe the basics or the principles of the state. The structures and processes of a government that the fundamental rights of citizens in a higher law that cannot be unilaterally changed by ordinary legislative actions. The higher law is usually referred to as a constitution. Prime example why the Supreme Court decided that Roe versus Wade is not constitutional because it's not part of the higher law of the Constitution. So a Constitution is a set of fundamental legal political rules that, number one, are binding on everyone in the state including ordinary lawmaking institutions, concern the structure and operation of institutions of government, political principles, and the rights of the citizens, are based on widespread public legitimacy. Now, I, I want to stop here for a second. Number two says political principles and the rights of the citizens. So many citizens in this country think in their mind that what they believe in is a right. It's not. The Constitution of America was framed, whether you believe it or not, by leaders that understood there is a holy God that gives the people the right. And the Constitution of America protects that right. It's not a right of every person to do what they want to do. And based on widespread public Ideas is you've got to change the Constitution. So if you have a large number of people in a country 
that says that the Constitution's wrong, then there's a process which has been done multiple times, the Bill of Rights, etc., on how to change it. But see, these people don't care about this process. Why? Because they know for a fact that the majority of the country disagrees with them. So for years, 50, 60, 100 years in this country, the radical left and the insane, godless people have been using the courts instead of the Constitution to give them their rights. Number four, They're harder to change than ordinary laws, like I talked about. Two-thirds majority vote or a referendum is needed. So to change the Constitution, you have to have two-thirds majority of the states. And by the way, mention it, we'll mention it again. The states in the beginning of this country created the federal government, not the other way around. As a minimum, meet the international recognized criteria for a democratic system in terms of representation and human rights. And that's true. That is absolutely true with a constitution because without a constitution, There is no democratic, quote, system or human rights because whoever is in charge, whatever tyrant, king is in charge, then they tell the people what their rights are. And thus, there is no constitution. That's why we have a constitution. I want to switch gears just a minute. I want to talk about before the constitution was actually created in America. So this was America before the Declaration of Independence in 1776. The constitution did not come out until years later. And In 1787, it was modified to produce the Bill of Rights. And back then, in 1776, we had what is called the Federalist Papers. And this was the colonists that got together before the Constitution and determine what the problems were in this new country and the tyranny that was being brought to them by the King of England. So before the Declaration of Independence, even after the initial battles 
and the Re- Revolutionary War broke out. Few colonists desired complete independence from Great Britain. So maybe 20 to 30 percent of the colonists during that time frame before 1776 were even agreeing to fight against the tyranny. And those who did, like John Adams, were considered radical at the time. So these are patriots that eventually became leaders in America and a large number of, quote, people in the new country were against these radical revolutionaries. Are we there today? Of course we are. You have BLM, Antifa, all of them that are going through the same stages. They will fail in the conversation. But this is what happens when people disagree with the government and what's going on. Then they stand up and fight. And this is what they're doing. So, before the Declaration of Independence, which is different than the Constitution, things changed over the course of the next year. However, as Britain attempted to crush the rebels with all the force of its great army, and his message to Parliament in October 1775, King George III railed against rebellious colonists and ordered the enlargement of the royal army and navy. So in 1775, he had enough of these rebel people. So news of his words reached America in January of 1776, strengthening the radicals causing and leading many conservatives to abandon their hopes of reconciliation. So many of the people during that time frame thought that they could cut a deal with King George. No, you can't. Anytime you cut a deal... With a tyrant, he gives you just what you need for a while, and then he takes over. That same month, the recent British immigrant, Thomas Paine, which is awesome, published a book called Common Sense. If you never listened or read this book, you need to go check it out in which he argued that independence was a natural right and the only possible course for the colonies today, the pamphlet sold more than 150,000 copies. So Thomas Paine got people off the couch or 
off the stools in their houses and said, you're going to live the same way you did in England, the same tyranny that you had in England, unless you fight. And that's what he did to start the revolution in America. So, when we get back, we're going to talk about the Continental Congress from 1774 to 1789, and we're going to talk about the famous words of Thomas Paine in December 23rd of 1776, which energized at that time, General Washington and the Patriots fighting for this country to understand why they're doing what they do, which, by the way, we must do today. We will be right back. Down the mighty Mississippi We took a little bacon and we took a little beans And we caught the bloody British in a town in New Orleans We fired our guns and the British kept a-coming There wasn't as many as there was a while ago We fired once more and they began to run it On down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico We looked down a river and we see the British come And there must have been a hundred of them beating on the drum They stepped so high and they made the bugles ring we stood beside our cotton bales and didn't say a thing We fired our guns and the British kept a-coming There wasn't as many as there was a while ago We fired once more and they began to run it On down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico Old Hickory said we could take them by surprise If we didn't fire muskets till we looked them in the eye We held our fire till we see their faces well Then we opened up our squirrel guns and really gave them well We fired our guns and the British kept a-coming There wasn't as many as there was a while ago We fired once more and they began to run it On down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico We grabbed an alligator and we fought another round We filled his head with cannonballs and powdered his behind And when we touched the powder off, the gator lost his mind We fired our guns and the British kept a-coming There wasn't as many as there was a while ago We fired once more and they began to run it On down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico then we are back we're going to talk about the continental congress see the continental congress was 
formed even before America became America. These are people that understood liberty and freedom and fighting for tyranny. So they created a government through the states. So the Continental Congress was not a federal government at the time. It was state representatives that came together to determine how in the world are we going to create a country and at the same time fight this tyranny in England that is trying to kill us, trying to prevent us from having our constitutional rights. So from 1774 to 1789, the Continental Congress served as the government of the 13 American colonies and later the United States. So you, you must understand that the states form the federal government. The states have the power. And that's the issue that we're dealing with today is the federal government thinks they have the power over the states, but not according to the Constitution, not according to free people. The first Continental Congress, which was comprised of delegates from the colonies, met in 1774 in reaction to Coercive acts, coercive acts, a series of measures imposed by the British government on the colonies in response to their resistance to new, yep, you guessed it, taxes. You see, the English tyranny and the elitists in that country were trying unsuccessfully, thank God, to tax the hell out of this new country because they were having difficulties spending money and paying for their ideologies of tyranny in England. So they were going to use this new colonies to increase the taxes to continue this, quote, government control of people. In 1775, the Second Continental Congress convened after the American Revolutionary War in 1775 and 1783 had already begun. So in 1776, it took the monumental steps 
of declaring America's independence from Britain. So what happened was you had these 13 colonies represented that said, okay, we have to have independence from Britain. So five years later, the Congress ratified the first national constitution, the Articles of Confederation. So we went from the Articles of Confederation in 1789 to an actual constitution. So you got to do your history lesson. You got to understand what that process is. Under which the country would be governed until 1789 when it was replaced by the constitution. And a lot of people or a lot of organizations in this country think that the Articles of Confederation is still valid, and it's not whatsoever. We have a Constitution. So when you go back to that Constitution, it is a structure and process of government and the fundamental rights of citizens in a higher law. So the Constitution in a free society of free people to make their, up their own mind is based upon a Constitution. Not Terry, not a president, not Congress, none of them. It's based on your rights. And that's why we've already seen Thank God the Supreme Court starting to knock out all of these things that are not constitutional. So did you know almost every significant political figure of the American Revolution served in the Continental Congress, including Samuel Adams, John Adams, Jan John Hancock, etc. And they fought the Revolutionary War at the same time. Can you, can you imagine a politician today going to D.C. and working with Congress or whatever and then on his off time picking up a weapon to support liberty in America? That's what they did at the time. They fought the war along with the people in the country. Without them, there would have been no United States, which means the world will still be living in the dark ages of tyranny. And those of you that are history buff people are going to understand Rome, Greece, Assyrians, Babylon. So you know what I'm talking about when there will not be a United States without these people. The Founding Fathers, a group of 
predominantly wealthy plantation owners and businessmen. So this is not like, you know, the poor people just kind of stood up and then they got elected and they went into Continental Congress. No, these are very famous and rich people that had everything to lose if they lost this war to the British. They would have lost everything. But they united 13 desperate colonies, fought for independence from Britain, and penned a series of influential governmenting documents that steered the country to freedom today. And that's called the Constitution. These people give up their lives to be able to create a country that they can live free in and not have any tyranny over them. Okay, last but not least, this is from December 23rd, 1776. So this is after the independence, the Declaration of Independence in the United States. But, like I said, from 1774 to 1789, basically, we still fought with the British. Thomas Paine, awesome individual. You need to read up on what he's talking about. And he published a common sense book in 1776. And this is the crisis that he's talking to them about. And George Washington used his words to further bring the troops into a fighting stance, motivating them to where you have a choice. You stand up and fight. You may die, but if you don't, you're going to die. Because if the Revolutionary War failed, every single 30% of the population would have been killed by King George of England. So they knew they had no choice but to win this war and create the country that we have today. And this is what Thomas Paine said that energized thousands, tens of thousands of soldiers, countrymen, dads, brothers, sisters, moms, to get out there and save this revolution against the King of England. And this is what he has to say. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he that stands by it now 
deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. We will obtain too cheap. We will esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives us everything in value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. It would be strange indeed if so celestial an article of freedom should not be highly rated. Big words, but the people at the time understood that. And what Thomas Paine was telling these soldiers, we have to stand now, right now, to have the God-given rights that he has presented to us. Or we will live in tyranny forever in our lives. And that's what this is all about. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? If we don't fight today, if we don't stand up, show up, speak up, do something like they did in 1776 for our country, you will live in tyranny until you're dead. Your children, your grandchildren will live in tyranny. Any questions? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This is The Gunny. You're on the Patriot Cause. Please share the podcast far and wide. Go to conventionofstates.com where we are actually using the Constitution to save the Constitution and control this federal government that is out of control. ConventionOfStates.com. This is The Gunny. Out. Stand up for the flag and let's all ring the liberty bell. Let's make a Ford and a Chevy. It'll still last ten years like the show. Best of the free life is still yet to come.